Hello, Wizards fans, and welcome to, I would say, is our first offseason off the bench, and we are really happy to be discussing some amazing news, uh, kind of really re-energizing the offseason, and that is the hiring of our new head coach, Scott Brooks. Really excited to have him. Uh, he was the team president, Ernie Grunfeld's top candidate, and we're happy we were able uh, to get him quickly here, and that's really excited. Um, Jeremy, uh, you spent a, a lot of time with the team on the road. Um, you saw how they were playing as a team and what went well and what didn't. Uh, what are your thoughts on the makeup of this team now with a new head coach? Well, I think the, w the one thing we heard a lot about with Scott Brooks is that he's a player developer. And I think that's something that really that's something that's really intriguing to hear and exciting to hear because there's a lot of young players on this team and you it's keep tough to argue with his resume of players it's very i mean you're looking at some of the best players in the league that he's coached and he you know it's i don't want to say it's the chicken or the egg argument i mean kevin durant and russell westbrook are great players they're going to be great players at whoever their coach is but a coach i mean he took those guys as rookies and he I mean, he molded them into the players that they are. What, how much credit you're going to give a coach for any of that is that's up to your discretion. Everyone's going to debate that. But he took, and, not, and it's not just the two of them. I mean, Serge Ibaka, who we talked, you know, he talked about at length. Um, James Harden, he had in Oklahoma City. I mean, these are some, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson's another one. Um, you know that the Thunder were. I mean, he he took the Thunder into a, a great spot. And that's sort of the thing that stood out to me. And, I mean, back to your question, where do you see this team? I mean, with, with the guys that we know will be back, I mean, that's a young, it's a very, very young team. I mean, John Wall and Bradley Beal are still in the early parts of their career. Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre are two guys that are, you know, Otto's sort of just now becoming, you know, a starter last year and a, a real, you know, a real significant player now. Kelly's just going to be in his second year but those are the type of guys that we'll see over the course of the next five years under scott brooks i mean how much can these guys develop and become legit nba players are they going to be stars i don't know about that but could they be very good nba players i think so and i think that's where i'm most intrigued to see how he's going to bring some of these young guys along and and could he turn you know is john wall going to blossom even more into maybe the you know, an MVP level player, maybe. And Bradley Beal, could he, is he be going to be an all-star under Scott? I think that's certainly within the realm of, of uh, possibility. So that's sort of what I'm most excited about, to see him develop these young guys, um, sort of get them to that next step and bounce back from a tough year and sort of get over that, that hump of making the second round of the playoffs and, you know, eventually compete for a title. And the excitement that I have also is that, you know, similar to Randy Whitman, he played 10 seasons in the NBA. Um, he actually was signed as a free agent by Ernie Grunfeld, so there's some history there. With the Knicks. With the Knicks. He's a, he was an NBA champion with the Houston Rockets. Um, Jeremy talked about what he can maybe do for John Wall, uh, but, but how about just for this organization that, you know, we knew this was going to be an offseason of transition and immediately we have someone with just an amazing resume. We're a long way from knowing what the uh, full roster is going to look like next season um, in terms of 
what the squad's going to look like. But in terms of from his perspective, I think the thing that excited me most is is this is the fact that he really wants to get this team back to playing great defense. And I think you look at the way the Wizards played defense this year, and it was honestly probably their uh, their biggest downfall. Um, uh, defensive rating of 106.5 is not going to cut it. Brooks had the Thunder in the top 10 defensively every year. They made the playoffs um, top five a couple seasons on a team that really pushed the pace. Um, so I think he's going to push this team to play defense, hold everybody accountable. All the things that he said during his press conference really resonated with me. I left with a lot of confidence in this guy. He, he I'm, I'm sold. I'm all in um, on Brooks. I think that his resume speaks for itself. Coach, NBA coach of the year. Um, an NBA Finals appearance, a couple more Western Conference Finals appearances. Um, those were very talented teams, um, but plenty of very talented teams fail. And I think that um, the fact that he might have gotten a little bit of a raw deal at the end in Oklahoma City due to injuries and stuff like that is it's it's all our benefit at this point. Um, he talked about the fact that he spent the last year out of basketball, you know, really diving into a lot of different things, talking with high school coaches, European coaches, analytics. Um, he, he's, um, he's talked a lot about analytics, speaking at the Sloan Conference, stuff like that. I think that, I think that everything, everything is trending in the right direction with the hire of Brooks. And uh, if, you, if you didn't see some of the quotes from the national media about Scott Brooks, Woj, or as we call him, Adrian Wojnarowski, I always mess his name up. Uh, he has the ability to build a strong relationship and earn respect of star players. Zach Lowe had some said he's warm, encouraging, encouraging spirit. David Aldridge, NBA.com, overall Brooks did a very good job in Oklahoma City. Got the Thunder to play defense. Um, has earned another opportunity in his own right, which is good. Michael Wallace hiring Brooks was a good move for the Wizards. Just all around a lot of positive stuff. Um, what did you hear during the press conference talking to some of the local media, Jeremy, what their thoughts were on the new coach? Yeah, I think we heard a lot of a lot of positive things i mean i think someone uh, maybe it was chris miller from comcast who said i think opened his question by saying you know all we've basically heard are positive things about you both as a coach and as a as a person and just what a stand-up guy he was and i think that that sort of resonated just in terms of what kind of you know the character of the guy that we're getting here in dc and you know that's important as a head coach i mean of course the x's and o's and you know, strategy and all the tactical stuff is certainly important, but you need you need a strong leader and a guy a guy that the players are going to respect. And I think another thing we heard a lot of was that this is a guy that players really respect, and a guy that that over the course of his you know his, a short NBA career, but he had the respect of some of those superstars in Oklahoma City. He you know he got them to play hard, and that's what he said. You know, what he said himself is that that was his rule. You got to play hard every night, and I think that's something that's music to the fans' ears, because you know all you can really ask for. You can't ask, can you make every shot, but you can ask for effort. And if you're going to get guys to play hard every night, that's such a key. And that's as a head coach, you know, that's one of your one of your responsibilities is to you know to have the guys ready to play every night. So. And, and, and speaking of that, um, you talked about some of the f uh, players saying that they love playing for him. Karam Butler, uh, a former Washington Wizard, said he's a guy players love to play for. Um, the opinions that he have of him uh, are just glowing remarks. Karam saying you hear nothing but good things about him. 
Well, and and not only that, if you saw if you saw the Wizards tweeting after the hire, um, you know, Marching Gortat spoke out on Twitter, said great hire, you know, Dudley, camp. Temp, Wall, right. all of them. Yes, we heard, all of them made comments on Twitter, and you don't always hear that. I mean, it's not. If they weren't happy, that it's not like they're gonna rip it on Twitter. That's certainly not just something silent. they should do. But you not, you know, if you didn't think it, if you weren't happy about it, you just wouldn't say anything. But they came out and they publicly stated that they were, you know, they liked they liked the move, and that's that sort of was the feel around the the whole NBA players, media, um, everyone was pretty excited about about getting Brooks here. It seems like a great fit for kind of both parties at this time. And, and that was that was reiterated over and over again at the press conference was Brooks wanted to be here. We wanted Brooks to be here. And it was it was a match made from basically day one of the offseason. An interesting thing also is you look at his record. Um, he had 62 percent winning percentage. The, the winning minimum five seasons coached the winningest coach all time without an NBA title. So this is this is going to be a hungry coach. And and his team in the tenure that he was with uh, Oklahoma City. They tallied four plus win seasons, one sixty. In all of the Bullets Wizards history, they've only had one sixty plus win season. Only four other four seasons that they won over fifty games. So we're getting a coach who, in much short amount of time from the entire Wizards and Bullets history, has had that kind of success. And I know that's because of the players he had, but that resume it just really gets you excited for the future. There's no question it does. I mean. Sadly, doesn't say that much about the Bolts Wizards history. Unfortunately, I think yeah. that um, it's been but almost forty years. I think since this franchise has won fifty games, which is astonishing. But you have a guy in here that's that's very accustomed to winning fifty games. And I thought I I was surprised. You know, I thought this Wizards team could win fifty games. You know, with this with this roster that they have. Hopefully, they'll get better next year and through this off season. It's going to be very busy, but. If you have a competitive team, which I think they're going to have, they're going to certainly be, I think, back right back in the playoffs next year. And I think a team that could certainly win 50 games next year. And I don't think it's crazy to think that or to say that. And I think Scott Brooks could play a big part in that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what his staff looks like. I'm looking forward to seeing what the type of roster he and Ernie put together this offseason. Everything is encouraging um, and really just – just looking forward to moving things along through these pesky playoffs, which I'm already tired of. If I could discuss the elephant in the room of this offseason that everyone has been wanting to know what the Wizards are going to do, um, it will be an interesting one for free agents. My concern was for what Jeremy will do with all of this extra time since the Wizards don't have any draft picks. So what are you going to do, Jeremy? I'm really – yeah, I don't I, – I really want us to acquire a draft pick just from – coverage perspective <laughs> yeah i mean uh, to be honest i think the the morris deal i think was a great deal and i would do it again if they could do it even missing the playoffs i think that what you're going to get out of him i think it's certainly going to be as good i think better than what you're going to get out of that late lottery pick but for the if you know if we're just for our purposes for the next six weeks i mean obviously or for the next two months Obviously, we'd love to have a draft pick just to, you know, something to generate content around. And it's always the draft is fun, whether that's sort of our from a media side. But that's not 
I, there's basketball. Side there's little. That. There's little question in my mind that the Morris trade was the right move. I think he's going to be really good moving forward. But I also really want a draft pick. <laughs> yeah, the draft's fun. I mean, it's fun to cover the draft. It's fun to do mock drafts to look at mocks to see who you think you're going to get. What do you need? I mean, the, it's just just as a fan and from the media side, that's a fun part. Which you know, it's not that it's going to be completely gone. I mean, the team could always trade into the draft, though. I don't think that's very likely, but. Uh, I mean, they have, they're going to have a ton of roster spots probably open, which is also going to be interesting because usually you can count on a rookie, at least one, maybe two rookies through the draft as a contract. Maybe they could, it could be a unsigned, you know, a unsigned rookie, uh, sorry, a undrafted rookie that, um, you know, that, that could end up making this team because there are going to be a lot of open I spots. Will, I will say that I think that uh, in – you know, we don't really need to discuss much more of the draft now, but I will say that I think this draft is going to be quite deep because of the fact that I think it's perceived as being weak, and therefore I think you have more underclassmen going pro that think, hey, maybe I'll get drafted this year when I wouldn't get drafted next. So I think what, what's going to happen is you might, you might end up with more than 60 good players in this draft, and you know, maybe that's when, when you get in and you snipe somebody after the draft's over. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, so speaking of what I've been seeing are the NBA playoffs that I know you two have also been watching. What have you liked most, and then what have you been disappointed by? I'll start with what I've liked most um, is probably that despite the injury to Steph Curry, Golden State has still kept their level of play up. Well, and I think it'll keep the the playoff challenging. I don't, I don't honestly. Right? I mean, yeah, their level of play has been fine, but Houston's that's so true. That's bad. true. Okay, one last thing. And my worst thing is obviously the injuries. No For question. A team like the Clippers to lose both was, of their guys just. Not. I was. I mean, I was really psyched for that Clippers Warriors series, yeah. and I think now we're going to get Blazers Warriors, and I'm not saying that's not going to be competitive, but I don't think it's going to be the same type of series as if um, the Clippers had had but Paul. Those teams, and those teams really don't like each other. The Clippers and the Warriors? And Bla- well, they don't like each other, and neither do the Blazers. Do you remember they had some issues during the season this year, a little back and forth. Uh, if you remember, I believe the Blazers beat the Warriors. Am I wrong on that? I believe they did because then there was a lot of talk afterwards um, I just remember there was a lot of talk. I believe Clay Thompson made a comment that Damian Lillard or someone didn't really like. Um, I, I this was I just remember reading this over, and I remember they they had some issues during the season. So um, yeah, that that kind of adds to the the media. Oh yeah, on February ninth, February nineteenth, Blazers one thirty seven, Warriors one hundred five. Yeah, they they smoked them. That's right. That's what I I knew. I that's and then they. You know, there were some comments made after that kind of went back and forth. And then I think the Warriors right after beat them. Yeah, they pretty did. Bad, if I remember correct. Um, the worst loss by a defending champion since the Heat lost by 42 points to yeah. the Bulls. And Dame, I on think. On opening like, night of 2006-2007. I think Dame had like 50 or something in that game. Sure did. Um, so that I, it'll be fun. That, that'll that be – I hope it'll be a fun series. I, I, I think I, – I, I'm hesitant to say this because the Blazers are have surprised everybody this year, but yeah. I I honestly think it think it gives the Warriors a little bit of a pass without Curry because I think that they would have had trouble with the clip without Curry, a healthy Clippers without Curry. Yeah, and I, and also let's the 
Clippers Blazers series is not over yet. I'm making the assumption that the Blazers are going to yeah. finish that series. I can't see them winning without me either. I can't see the Clippers Paul winning and Griffin, in Portland. But you never know. Right. And that's true. But um, assuming we will have, yeah, Warriors, Blazers. I, I mean, the other one I think I think is going to be a great series. Uh, Thunder and Spurs. Oh, that's going out on a limb, Jeremy, that you think Thunder Spurs is going to be a great series. Wow. What a... Well, well, I mean, all I've heard is that the Spurs are a lock to be in the conference finals. I completely don't agree with that. I think the Thunder look really good. I think the Thunder are going to be a tough out. And I've said that I said that months ago when we were talking, everyone was saying Warriors-Spurs, which would be Is a there a series. better one-on-one matchup that you can get right now than Kawhi Leonard versus Kevin Durant? No, but I will say when Dallas beat Oklahoma City in Oklahoma City, I actually didn't think Dallas could win. But granted, San Antonio is playing Memphis, and they swept them. But I just feel like the experience of San Antonio, they're just the one team that's not scared of Oklahoma City. Okay, fine. Yep, bring it, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Right. We are still going to um, – There's no – San Antonio is incredible. Beat like, you. I'm not going to argue with you there. They just played four games against an, essentially an NBA D-League team. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that series uh, really didn't. It wasn't fair. I mean, yeah. you put all those healthy bodies on Memphis, and that's a really good Memphis team. Yeah. And then maybe they're, then they're given a challenge. But, that I mean, Memphis this year, the fact they made the playoffs is incredible. Props to Dave Jorger and his staff. Um, I, I wanted to bring up one point that – so every year for the past four years, I believe that Jeremy and I have made, made playoff picks against each other on the Wizards blog. And um, this uh, – this playoff series, this first round, I don't, I don't know if I've ever won. Have I ever won? You, you haven't. I haven't won, but this year it looks like I will be up by one series at the end of the first round. It's looking good for me. As we only, we only, we picked seven of eight the same. And the only one we picked differently was I took the Hornets and Jeremy took the Heat. Yeah. Care well, to comment, Jeremy? The series isn't over yet. I like don't the Hornets right out, now. Don't count out D Wave in an elimination game. So. We'll see, but no, that that's actually been a good series. Um, I I was surprised that Charlotte went into Miami and took that game, but Charlotte's another team. They played unbelievable since the All Star break. Best team in the East. And and they if they make it to the next round, I mean, they, I mean if Toronto's able to even get by Indiana, which I think they will, but they've struggled more than I thought, more than a lot of people thought, and that Charlotte Toronto series. Um, if that ends up happening, that could be a tough series. Uh, Jamoka, you mentioned that you wanted us to bring up our favorite and least favorite things. and Yeah. I don't know what my favorite thing is so far without the Wizards there. It's tough. But my least favorite thing, apart from the injuries, because basketball is certainly better with Curry and Paul and Griffin, my other least favorite thing was the post-traumatic stress disorder that I felt when I watched Solomon Hill hit that three in the corner with the ball on his fingertips and immediately I had these horrible flashbacks to Wiz Hawks game six almost almost like I actually think that Pierce's shot had a much higher degree of difficulty but in terms of situation and um and the amount of time left and all that stuff and the way the ball was just on his fingertips and the area of the court it was identical, and that was the first thing that went to my mind, and I was just like, oh, my God. So, so I actually think that Solomon, his release may be slow, but I feel like he was posing too much when he got the ball. He knew he didn't have much time, but I feel like he, he set his shot. He was like, 
I'm going to be the hero here, even though it was only to tie it. I just thought it was just too slow on, on, on shooting his three. But mine is actually on the other side. It's Paul George because we know what he went through when playing for USA Basketball. And that next season, Indiana just wasn't the same. They tried their hardest, just wasn't the same. And to see him back on the court is a wonderful thing. Um, I actually think Charlotte's defense is amazing. Um, and, and it's been one of the better defensive teams in the Eastern Conference, and they showed it uh, against Miami last night. But, and I actually think they will take the series in Charlotte is, is, is what I think is going to happen. But, but Toronto, for them to get out of it after I thought for sure when they lost to Indiana in that first game, I was like, Toronto's done. They may be done just like against the Wizards. Yeah, that's, that's probably been the biggest surprise. I'm just making sure I'm not, I'm not overlooking anything. But, no, I think – the biggest surprise in the first round has been that Toronto-Indiana series. Um, I guess it depends who you talk to, but um, just from everything you saw this season and everything you heard from Toronto and after their past, I just thought that they were going to get it done uh, against an Indiana team that I think they're definitely better, a better team. I mean, all season they were better, but Indiana, they easily could be winning that series, easily. You know, they took a great fourth quarter and a great comeback one of the best in their franchise's history in the playoffs to just to get that 3-2 lead the but Pacers forgot how to basketball at the end of that <laughs> game oh my goodness like offensively it was horrible yeah but I I don't I mean we saw Toronto firsthand last year so I'm not gonna sit here and say you know put them on a pedestal and like I expected them I mean I didn't really think they were going to contend with Cleveland. I still don't. I still think it's Cleveland and everybody else in the East, but you know they were a lot of people's pick to give the Cavs a, a real, you know, run for their money in the East and Right. Right now I'd say that team is probably the Hawks if I had to pick a team to give the Cavs a little run for their money. But I, I don't think they're going to, but yeah. I think that if I had to pick one team, that would be it. Yeah. I mean, you could I guess you could make an argument for any of the teams to, if you want, but I don't uh, it's if the Cavs, you know, if they're healthy, I would be absolutely shocked if they're not in the finals. It's just if if I if I was going to pick a team to at least take a couple games off of them right now, it would be Atlanta. Yeah, and we'll see what happens with Game Six. I mean, they Boston. right? They might not even. I mean, they yeah. still have their that series is far from over. Far from over. I agree. I Celtics are great at the Garden. Yeah. And not only are they great, but then that first game, Atlanta only won by one point. In that second game, what? Boston scored seven points in the first quarter. They just couldn't get it going. Um, I actually think the turning point could have been for them, similar to Charlotte over Miami, is if they had won that game five in Atlanta, and then they get blown out, and now they know in order to win they have to go back to Atlanta. And so I think they made it infinitely harder for them to win that series. So I think Atlanta will move on. Yeah, that's my guess. Okay, so guys, um, I wanted to spring this on you as we end the show. Um, unless you have anything else you care to talk about. Okay, so I was thinking since we don't have a draft pick this year, we're going to have an all-Wizards bullets draft. And we're each going to take we'll, – we'll draw the hat who gets the first pick, and you, you pick a, a wizard like of or all bullet. time? Of all time, wizard or bullet. I'm we'll in. do one. We'll do two, three, four, five. We'll do the whole first round, and that's it. All right? And, and, but, but we'll be a lot quicker than, than the – I don't get my like. I don't get my. I can't like make moves. No. Do you need to bring your whole front office in and like discuss after the first pick is made? If you don't have the first pick, you want it with no trading down or any of that kind of stuff. But I think it'll be fun. We'll do it like two days before the draft. I mean, you're in, Jeremy. Jeremy's in. He's good. He's got all the knowledge. 
Okay, all right, we hope you we've given you a little bit more knowledge about the Washington Wizards. The new head coach of the Washington Wizards, Scott Brooks, again, congratulations. We hope to have him on the show sometime. That would be really exciting. I'm, I'm hoping that we can make that happen soon. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this off the bench. For Jeremy Hyman and Jacob Rame, I'm Jamoke Davis. We will catch you next time around the NBA draft, or maybe before then we'll talk some NBA playoffs when we get into the next round. So long for now. We're out. We're out. Bye. Thank you.